Life is often so busy, taking us here, there, seemingly everywhere. When you aren't able to make it to church, we hope you are fed and nourished by... So last week the theme was Brighter Days. We prayed for brighter days, we heard and sang songs about brighter days, even the sermon delivered by moi was entitled Brighter Days. Last week, everyone was well aware of the fact that the theme of worship was Brighter Days. Did you happen to see the movie Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray? I loved it, I thought it was awesome. Others in my midst, my wife, thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Nevertheless, here's the gist. Bill Murray's character is a guy named Phil, who is a weather reporter for TV. By his nature, he is grumpy and cynical, but he's even grumpier because this is the third year in a row he's been assigned to the same task, and he is not having it. His goal is to get there. He wants to wait to see if the other Phil sees his shadow and get back to the big city from whence he came. At the beginning of the movie, Phil is rude and ornery and insensitive to everyone. I mean everyone. As it happens, however, the writer of the script decides to have Phil be trapped in a time loop, meaning Phil keeps on waking up and experiencing the same day, February 2nd, Groundhog Day, until he finally, perhaps, gets it right. As in, does he actually learn from his mistakes? Will he be able to do and be better? Now, this movie was one of the highest grossing movies of 1993, yet if you haven't seen it, because you've been busy every single day since then, or you're worried about what people will think of you if you even know one bit about it, I will not ruin your reputation by telling you how it ends. Okay? But I thought of that movie because here we are, Seven days removed from last Sunday, and lo and behold, the theme is brighter days. The same as last week. What in the world? Are we phoning it in? Who's in charge around here anyway? At the very least, I could change the title of my sermon. Thing is, however, there's a fair amount of thought put in all this. Now, maybe I'm the only one, but I happen to think as a nation, we've had brighter days. I'm not talking about inflation. I'm not talking about how we're doing in respect to international trade. But the truth is we would prefer to talk about those things than the things that are really important and essential, such as how do we live with one another? How do we treat one another? Now, in an effort to make sure that something good happens as a result of our time together, whether here or online, what do you say we look through the lens, this is not about them, this is about us. It's not about those people, it's about you and me. It's not about what would happen if only those people would do the right thing. It's about what if we were to do the right thing almost all the time with all the people we meet along the way. How do you and I create brighter days for others? And so we wanted there to be two Sundays where we focused on brighter days because the truth is God's love for us in Christ Jesus gives us hope, it gives us peace, it gives us joy. 
the only thing that is asked of us, and it's not conditional, is this. Will you please share what I first give you with others? And so without further ado, I have three points. Point number one, this Colossians text that I selected is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I have certain passages that soothe my soul, that give me comfort, that are the lubricant of my faith life, and they're different. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's awesome. I will not orphan you. I will not forsake you. I'm with you always. But also there are things we are to remember is how we treat the least of these. To have kind of that Bible, remember, it would have the topical things. If you want to do this, you read this. That's kind of how I have in my mind because it's a big book. But this is my belief, a great rep recipe for brighter days. Were you listening? I hope you were listening. That if you actually and I actually put that on our door, we put that on our mirror every single day and read it, we'd be brighter, we'd be better. Because maybe you're like me that sometimes you're just hoping to make it through the day. And you're thinking about all the people who are going to take shots at you. But you read that and realize it's not about us. It's about how we treat the people around us and create brighter days. It begins as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. That's a good way to begin your day, isn't it? Instead of waking up and go, I don't want to go to work today. And you look in the mirror and go, oh. And then you look at the wrinkles, and then you go, uh, what am I going to wear today? Instead of, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, good morning. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, meekness, humility, and patience. And I know what you're thinking, Americans. I don't want to be meek. I want to be strong. I want to be proud. I don't want to make sure you don't tread on me. Right? You're teaching your daughter how to be meek? No, we tend to say, don't be meek. But not everything in the Bible is about how we are to be with others. We are to be submissive to God. We are to listen. We are to obey and say, how do you want to use me today? Kindness, no problem with that. Compassion, humility, eh, when we want. And patience. And so I was thinking, Lord, help me be compassionate and kind and meek, humble and patient today. Help me bear with people. You see, left to my own devices, there are people who irritate me. They get under my skin. Am I alone? Don't lie in church. They try my patience, I get frustrated. To be honest, I have a feeling that I frustrate them too. Be real. And when someone has a complaint against me, help me muster the emotional depth and maturity to let it go. You know, help me forgive just as you, my Lord, always forgive me, so I also must forgive. This is how it begins. A good way to begin your day. A lens through which to see and live. Verse 14 reads, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. My thought, 
perfect harmony. We're so far from harmony, much less perfect harmony. I'm only going to comment on the first part of this verse, which is clothe yourselves with love. So what do you say for one week? We center ourselves on how much God loves us in and through Jesus. Maybe like me, you were thinking about, well, I don't know, am I coming to church next week and then I'll get some more Jesus and I'm talking to myself? Or are you going to clothe yourselves each day this week? I challenge you, I invite you, I invite myself to center on how much God loves us in and through Jesus. But if you're like me, I tend to focus on the human plane of life. What do my colleagues think? What do 7,000 prisoners think? What does this and this person and this think? But when you realize that Jesus Christ died for you, rose again, thinks you're always a rock star, even when you're not. What do you say for one week? We're more like the guy at Macy's that I'm going to tell you about. So, went to Macy's to go shopping. Love that. And we're in the big store. And there weren't many people there shopping, but there were fewer people who were going to take your money. You ever notice this? You're in a store the size of Glencoe. And there are two people who know how to do the cash register. And so you stand in line, and you stand in line, and you want to make new friends, perhaps, lifelong friends, because you have enough time. And then you watch the countenance of the people who are working, and I don't blame them. However, they do have a choice, as do we. And we were standing in line and not moving, and the person was kind of nervous about it, overly nervous about apologizing. We're like, no, it's cool, we're fine. We're not working today. Well, you can go over to the shoes, they'll help you there, and we go over there, and there is many people over there. And I thought, well, that's a Norwegian move. But we notice that there's something different about Robert, who is doing this because he's looking at us and not apologizing. He's just kind of being friendly. Hi, hi, nice to see you. But being nice to the people who are checking out. Because you realize the person who's checking out the person in front of you, they're going to treat you the same way. And so we get up there. And Macy's was having a one-day sale that lasts four days. <laughs> we are such suckers. It's a one-day sale that ends on Monday, and you get it on Thursday. And so you go there because you got a drink from that trough. And then they give you these remarkable deals, and then they give you money to come back and spend more money. Yes. But we did save a lot of money. I don't know how they're making money. And Robert says... Boy, you're getting some good deals. You should, because I know you work hard, and we want to make sure you get a lot for your hard-earned money. And I said, whatever they're paying you, it's not enough. <laughs> then we get done. He thanks us. And then he sees a colleague who's walking over by the elevator, and he walks with a great purpose not to run, because he can't run. And he says, hey, Jim, how's your shoulder? Is it feeling better? You picking up when I'm laying down? 
The other two people that we had as cashiers, they got paid the same amount of money. They probably worked the same amount of time. But one person created brighter days. One person, not only to the person who was paying, but to the person who was working beside him in this case. When we show up, how do we show up? Do we make people feel brighter? I'm going to buy a lot more shoes if that's where he's working, because I want to be around someone like that. Maybe even whatever I buy, I'm going to go over there, but that's what bright people do. What do you say for one week? We put more of ourselves into the loving relationships we currently have, including but not limited to call or contact the people you love and those who love you the most. Talk, converse, share, listen, laugh, cry, celebrate, mourn, then remember one another in prayer. Why do I say this? Because a lot of marriages, because a lot of families don't talk a lot. How do I know that? Because I've been doing this for 32 years. And when things crumble and Humpty Dumpty breaks apart, it's because they haven't done this. You can solve virtually everything by being in it. Has your spouse ever said, I wish you'd talk to me more often? About what? Well, there you go. <laughs> talk about being clueless. I thought we talked about that last month. I want to talk about daily life with you because I picked you or I was assigned you through birth. But when you do better, I feel better. I feel better when you do these things. Point two, may we strive to create brighter days for ourselves this week. I know, I know, I know. You're supposed to be humble, but you know what? An empty sack can't stand up. If we are not where we should be, we can't be bright. Will you this week carve out some time to do what you enjoy doing as long as it's legal in the state of Minnesota? Just think of Nevada. It's a lot more permissive, although we're getting there. How often do you have time? to just do the things you like. My friends over here to the left, I won't call them out, but I was in my wife's office who has an office next to me and I saw this young couple bring three little kids to church, spit signed, and it was 10 to nine. That's a heavy lift. I know we were there. And it's not gonna end the rest of the day, you're going to be picking up and you're going to be wiping off and you're going to be putting down and getting up and here and there and everywhere. What are you doing for yourself to create a brighter day? This week, I give you permission, as long as it's legal. Don't want that. A bit of perspective. I, I love this quote. This, this, I, I just discovered it about three weeks ago, and I was like, baby, where were you? Maybe I should read more. But actually, it's not even here. It's across the pond. If my critics saw me walking on water, they would say it was because I couldn't swim. <laughs> if you've ever been a leader of anything next to the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is most certainly true. 
Because if you have critics, this is it. Because if they're going to lean in, they're going to get you because they want to get you. And then they got you if that's where you live. But I'm telling you, that's why Jesus said, clothe yourselves in love. If you feel good about your outfit, you are walking it. You are walking it. But if you're not feeling good about your outfit or yourself, you're cowering. If you're wrapped in Jesus' love and you're wrapped in the love of those people who love you the most, Margaret, you're a genius. We all feel evaluated by people. Are we good enough? Our marriage and loving relationships and family and kids and grandkids, employee, boss, sibling, friend, believer. It can be hard to know who's trying to refine us and those who are just saying we can't swim, even when we're walking on water, if you will. Figure out the people who are trying to make you better and those people who want you to feel less good. And they're both out there. But if we're clothed, then we know. And so, this week, what do you say? We focus on those who care for us the most. After all, if we center ourselves on love, especially God's love, but those who love us the most, we will indeed be clothed in love. Point number three. I can't remember what I say and what I don't say, but I'll tell it again. There are new people. These two young boys were being bullied at school. I can relate. Maybe that's why I like this story. And one day, they saw the less than trubic angels coming to tease them or bully them, and one of them starts running as fast as he can, like Forrest Gump. And the other decides to get on his knees and starts praying. And the one who's praying, of course, says to the one who's running, it's like, don't you believe in the power of prayer? And the one who's running just stopped long enough to say, I just thought I'd pray as I ran. Both and. If you need a job, it's really helpful to pray for it, but it's also really helpful to sign like a job application and to look and to search. And so I think we pray really well, especially in church. I mean, especially as pros. Pastor Peter, he's not going to know what to pray for. You just better scratch it, buddy, because I'm going to tear that apart. Because they're good and they're solid, they're well-intentioned. Words like, dear God, bring peace and love and joy into our nation and communities. It's good, right? Here's a question. What are we doing in our own lives of faith to help bring peace, love, and joy in our own little corner of the world? If we come to church and we have these really worded prayers that are nice about bringing all these things, but you and I don't strive and lean in and try to bring these things about, then it's not both and. Dear God, protect your creation. May the hungry be fed and may all know of your love for them. Good prayer, right? Bless you. Here's a question. Do you and I recycle? How much do we donate to prop and countless other places that are lifelines to people? Sometimes, sometimes, the people 
who talk and talk and talk may not do, do, do. And last but not least, how often do you and I bear witness to our faith in Christ Jesus? We will pray and we mean it. May all know of your love, dear Jesus. But how often do you and I bear witness to our faith? How often do I bear witness to my faith when I'm not miked? Before you and I answer, remember we're Lutherans, so not as often as we ought. An old study said that the average Lutheran invites a person to church once every 28 years. If we're going to pray for it, we better strive to make it happen through us, if at all possible. The point, the plan is both and. Jesus, may there not be starving people. Jesus, empower me and us to feed all who are hungry. So this week, will you consider, I'm giving you homework. Oh, homework. Do something to help create a brighter day for seven people. One person per day. You and I can wait for the government. You and I can wait for the politicians to make this a brighter place. Or look at this. I don't know, we got 300, 295 people here or so. All of us times seven. I should have made it 300 because it would have been easier. You get the point. But we can make a difference. Make a phone call, send a text, send a card, flowers, pay someone to visit, especially someone who lives alone. Didn't you learn during COVID how much it must absolutely bite to be a shut-in? No, I'll let that sink in. You and I whined about the fact that we could get in our car and go to a grocery store, and we whined about washing our, our groceries. But I also know that there are people in our congregation and strewn all throughout the United States and the world that they can't leave their home because they just simply can't leave their home. And their world is that small. We can make their world a little bit brighter and their world seem a little bit bigger. Tell someone how much you care. Pay for someone's coffee, buy a person's breakfast at McDonald's. Just make sure it's not the Duggars. Now, if you don't know who they are, they're the ones that I think had 22 kids. So when you go out there and say, I want to pay for the people behind, they're like 22 people, that's 402. Never mind. <laughs> how about the people behind the people behind me? Just be careful. They're big families. Strap it on. Two closing thoughts on brighter days before we head to our next sermon series, which is entitled Be Real. I love this. It's a secret deal. On some days, the sun shines bright on you. On some days, you've got to shine brighter than the sun. Yes? Some days, you're all that in a bag of chips. And most of us don't take time, including myself, to thank God. But when it's raining, when the sun isn't shining, then we gotta shine a little bit brighter, like Robert at Macy's. I don't think he has a cloudy day. Number two, creating brighter days day after day after day takes work. 
It requires effort and time. But this is a great example of what it looks like and feels like. Before I send this video, I want to thank Mike Max at WCCO. If you ever wonder sometimes if people you see on the TV are as affable and nice in person as they are, he is. And he said, go ahead. So I love that because then we don't have to make room for a call from a lawyer, but this is close to home, but brighter days. Make a phone call, make a connection. Made their day brighter, but then it made your day brighter. And remember how I began with Groundhog Day? And every single day he woke up and he had a chance to get it right. And to maybe just do a little bit better and lean in a little bit more. Not so Jesus will love you, but because Jesus loves you and says, I just want you to share it. That's why I like the movie, because every single day we grow up into the voice of God and say, today, help me be your hands, your feet. Help me tell people how awesome it is to be loved by you. May we all, with the help of God, make people's lives brighter starting this week. So help us God. Amen. You think about how you will live out your faith each day. If you would like to support the ministries at St. Andrew Lutheran Church, you can do so by having your credit card information available and then texting a gift to 952-260-9007. Thank you and God bless.